Hello, I'm Rachel Handler, and this is Lady Problems, the show where every Thursday, me and a rotating crew of ladies talk about how pop culture is treating women, which is almost always terribly. Last night, four women came forward saying presidential candidate Donald Trump assaulted them. On one hand, I'm so glad that people are taking these brave women's accounts seriously. On the other hand, these are not the first women to say Trump groped or forcibly kissed or even raped them. And as we all heard in that tape from last week, Trump himself admits to kissing and grabbing women in the pussy without permission. In other words, if we just believed women all those other times, or even Trump himself, we would not be in the position of trying to figure out exactly how to shoot Trump into Mother Earth's molten pussy forever. So we recorded this week's episode in a simpler time, 48 hours ago, when there were only several assault allegations against Trump. So that's all you'll hear about this particular waking nightmare this week on the show, though we promise to do our best to figure out how to solve the biggest, orangest, most rapey lady problem this side of Thomas Jefferson next week. This week, Teo Bugby and I, hello Teo. Hi. Are joining forces with Gabby Wilson. Hi. Hi, Gabby. She is an MTV News correspondent and perhaps the most stylish human that we have all met ever in our lives. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's true. An intro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in just a minute, we're all three going to be talking to yet another MTV Newswoman, Haley Melodic. Hi, Haley. Hi. About the article she wrote for T Magazine on the no makeup makeup trend. And then Teo and Gabby and I are going to talk about our fucked up movie about women in a good way of the week, Haosu, which is a 1970s Japanese horror film that will mind fuck you right up, <laughs> and about Melania Trump's uh, pussy bow blast at this week's debate and other women who have thrown massive shade via fashion. Stacked. <laughs> <laughs> so stacked. Okay, so Haley, let's, let's talk about your no makeup makeup piece, which was genius. Um, what, how'd you get into writing this whole thing? Um, so the way it came about was actually my editor at the publication came to me with this idea that Alicia Keys had recently said that she didn't want to wear makeup anymore. She just published the open letter on uh, as part of Lenny's newsletter. Um, and yeah, it seemed like more people were doing it more frequently. Alicia Keys was the impetus for sure because she was the one who put her foot down and said, I know I'm going to be appearing on television, but even then, no on-camera makeup, not when she was at the VMAs, like a hard and fast rule. Um, but then it was, you know, it was Cameron Diaz, it was Drew Barrymore, it was Mila Kunis. Um, they were all posting on their Instagrams. And I feel like it's kind of a popular trope with tabloid magazines, especially stars vote their makeup. But since, was it Allure who had that no makeup issue, maybe like? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Demi Lovato was part of that. Or too. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's like kind of worked its way up to like a lot of different women's publications yeah. where it's like considered and I don't know it's something that more people are willing to explore like we're going to do the super intense editorial looks and then we're going to pair it with these very like like literal no makeup here's what they look like when they aren't camera ready um, but of course in the in between a funny side effect that I noticed in my research was all these men who started weighing in as they do <laughs> of course <laughs> um, yeah the uh, uh, 
when I started researching this, we were talking about these, uh, this Reddit forum that Grace Spellman at BuzzFeed did a really funny roundup of, um, of men who would pull these images from magazines and being like, oh, Kylie Jenner is so much more beautiful without makeup. I don't know why I think that. I must just be weird. <laughs> like, congratulating themselves oh for still wanting to fuck these women, even when <laughs> right. they weren't wearing makeup. But it's but with her like bladed eyebrows. That that's are, the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were still wearing makeup. Yeah. It was just this like this. I guess this idea had like permeated culture that if makeup wasn't super obvious and super unnatural, it must not exist. Mm. And then these men were like, oh, I must be needed in this situation to tell these women <laughs> that they're still hot. Right. Thank God for them. Yeah. So brave. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I just thought the interplay between these two ideas were really interesting that it just became another way of... I don't know, like acknowledging or validating a woman's decision to have a face. Right. <laughs> is boiled <laughs> down to. Um, yeah. Be so. effortlessly hot, but keep the effort. Right. Like, yeah. If you could just have like perfect genetics and very symmetrical features and be very young and like, you know, if you could do all these like very brave choices right. somehow, <laughs> if you could will them into existence, we'll still find you hot, even if you're not wearing mascara and red lipstick. Um, well, there's also like I feel because most dudes don't wear makeup all the time, it's <laughs> a difficult for them to detect it yeah, on yeah. faces for some reason. So they're like, oh yeah, I really love that like natural look, like. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, uh, her makeup is literally based off of drag and contour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then there's this funny counterpoint to that where you get these men, or like, I was just about to say not all men, but I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, with people who don't wear makeup all the time, sometimes I think that there's this idea that makeup is deceptive in mm-hmm. some way, right, especially yeah. with Kim Kardashian and the contouring trend. I feel mm-hmm. like that was like, you know, there were all those memes going around on Twitter where it was like, oh, you know, what she looks like on Instagram with this filter versus when you wake up beside her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, where this, yeah, this idea that you were using makeup to somehow be dishonest and it's more honest to just have your natural face, um, which is so warped and yeah. right. not at all. Whack. And yeah. instead, right. now it's like three layers of dishonesty because it's like <laughs> makeup, but you're pretending not to be wearing makeup, but we all know you are, but we're like, then the guys are saying they'd still want to fuck. It's just like beyond. It's yeah. like, how have we gotten here? Well, and every layer has like multiple le- levels of judgment attached yes. to it. Right. Where it's yeah. like, are you, are you being like authentic? Are you being hot? Right. Or are you being both? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did we get here? This is like the lady problem I feel <laughs> because how it be extends yes mm-hmm. like, <laughs> uh, like how you know like it's just so hard um, no I just mean like I feel like that extends to every layer of being a woman yeah like you can't show effort in any sense like if you try too hard it's, it's frowned upon so I feel like this is like the ultimate lady problem that like feeds into yeah um, and I think it's like you know, it feeds into these other tropes of, like, you can't have any problems, like, eating a big meal, but you have to be super skinny, right. like, mm-hmm. that there's always this, like, tension between the way you behave and the way, like, the finished product mm-hmm. is perceived. Um, but to me as well, like, my article didn't end up focusing kind of on, like, male perceptions and male reactions, but that is, like, the least interesting part of that 
of this whole question. To me, I'm more interested in how fashion and beauty is like always pushing that needle as far away from what's obtainable as possible. Mm. So we just had a few years of like contouring. Everyone go out and buy these like what were like the Anastasia or the Kat Von D or Mm -hmm. the Too Faced palettes so that you can learn how to make your face like a Kardashian. Now that that's saturated the market, we have to have like the most unobtainable idea of beauty, which is perfect skin, mm-hmm. like right. no wrinkles, no acne, like lit from within. We yeah. just sold you a $70 highlighter, so now you shouldn't need it. Right. Basically. Well, yeah, and that's the, idea. the thing, too, that I really liked about your article was focusing on the different ways that it's all connected to products. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of buying like $70 of makeup, you're buying $70 of like skin toner. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like right there with everybody. Like, <laughs> I do think, I think skincare has replaced gel manicures as like the most unreasonable thing to spend your money on (laughs) because who cares Um, but it is nice and like yeah there's something I understand why it's become so fashionable because there is something really wholesome and holistic and it's so private like Mm -hmm. I wear a sheet mask when I'm at home screaming at the presidential debates Mm -hmm. it's like the (laughs) one nice thing I do for myself Um, that like to me it's not connected to necessarily like getting me a man or right, whatever right. the perception is. Of course, it feeds into that because I want to be attractive and have good skin mm-hmm. for, like, because other people are going to see it, not just for me. Um, but, like, at the same time, that's also how I view makeup. Like, I wear makeup because I feel more like myself when I wear it. I feel like that's the version of my face that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, taking that ethos and putting it towards, like, the way I wash my face and a bunch of nice smelling serums and creams <laughs> right. um, is always a good thing. And that's the problem, too. It's like all this stuff, it would be lovely if we could all have like amazing, perfect skin and not have to wear makeup. Totally. Like, <laughs> I'm not against, no one's like against that as a principle. It's yeah, just yeah. like completely, as you said, impossible. And it like, that's the other thing. If I do wear makeup to like cover up for sure, like to cover up acne or under eye circles, but I also just wear it because I want to wear it. Like, mm-hmm. right. I do, you know, I was just thinking, I don't know why, but like, I was just thinking how ride or die I am for Benetint. You guys remember <laughs> that? That's yeah. like the most gimmicky makeup product that I'm just, I'm always going to use it because I genuinely <laughs> believe I look better with it. Yeah. Um, even if I had like a natural, like rosy flush every day of my right. life, I probably still use it because it feels dead, it smells dead. I think it adds something. Makes me sad. <laughs> I go back and forth on it. Like it's something I've been thinking about a lot because, um, like, I don't know. What I was saying before, I was making a joke about how I'm not interested in men, but I believe that so seriously. I am so motivated by women and the women I know and the women I admire and respect. And there is something really lovely about, like, you know, like, we have our, like, group chats and, like, Mm -hmm. our text messages and our Slack channels where we just sit around and we talk about what we're using and why. And it's, like, helpful and, you know, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I take a lot of pleasure in. um, And so I want to, like, respect the power of that and be like, yes, if my beautiful friend is like, here's what I used to yeah. say, beautiful, I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but it also, is a community thing. It is yeah. a community thing. But to also remember at the end of the day, like, never forget, it's always about capitalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's always about commerce and what you can buy 
if there is a way to make peace with those two ideas, please somebody <laughs> at me <laughs> anytime. Yeah, so, someone else tell us the solution. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think there's any solution right. to this particular lady problem. But no. I'm, no. I'm happy to keep trying with as many different sheet masks as I can yes. possibly get my hands on. Please give us a rec out for a sheet mask. Oh, the Benton Snail Bee it's Venom. So oh, amazing. It's so good. I cannot even talk about it. It is really good. And also what's funny is I think I have too small of a face for it. But so like that just means just that like, it like overlaps. It's like overlaps but like it seeps down onto my neck too. Ooh. And I'm like mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, yes. it's bonus. I'm going to be like so smooth and beautiful. It's actual snail, snail, wait, yes, snail venom? It's snail and bee venom? Oh, snail and oh bee. God. I was like, snails yeah. have venom. It's, it's I was explaining this to two of my male friends, unfortunately. I was hanging out with men. Um, and they were like, <laughs> Never again. The yeah, real no, tragedy. The real tragedy here. They were like, how do they even collect the mutus? And I was like, you know what? That's none of my business. That's Whoa. not for me yeah. to know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you for having me. Lovely. We will continue coming to you, or at least I will daily for, for makeup and skincare advice. Please hit me up at me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Haley is the style editor at MTV, and she is a brilliant, wonderful genius. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Teo... For this week's fucked up in a good way movie about women of the week, we changed the segment a lot. The segment <laughs> name a lot. I don't really know what it is. Uh, <laughs> please tell us why you asked Gabby and myself to watch Hausu. All right. So Hausu is well. First of all, it's October, and I know that we're all horror film fans here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hazel is not with us right now, but she might be the queen of the horror films. She's still alive. To yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just elsewhere, she's like literally here. elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Hausu is my favorite horror movie, maybe, uh, and it's this Japanese fr- film from 1977. It's from this filmmaker Nobuhiko Obayashi. And it's a movie he made, he like wrote the script for partly from conversations he had with his preteen daughter. And he was like, let's make something that's incomprehensible. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, as in like the studios were like, we're losing a lot of money with movies that make sense. We're going to let you make a movie that doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) And so was born Haosu. Tell tell us about we we all have seen it, but just if you haven't seen it, please try to explain the inexplicable. So, Hausu is a film that's about like a little cabal of girlfriends, and they're like maybe fourteen, fifteen, and the main girl, her dad is about to get remarried, mm-hmm. and she's not about it, and so she kind of like anxiously brings all of her friend to her, all of her friends to her weird aunt's house, and slowly one by one, the house eats all of them. <laughs> that was really like sh- that really yeah, that was yeah. a really succinct <laughs> description of it. It's, I mean, it's the That's best, the mo- most lucid <laughs> yeah. uh, crystallization of that movie that yep. I could have ever hoped for. I agree. Thank I agree. you. One thing I want to talk about, I didn't know that he wrote this with his daughter, but I did see this thing about how it was basically a movie that was like an allegory about the nuclear bomb. Yeah, oh, totally. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? So, like, explain that. <laughs> I, to be honest, don't really know how that <laughs> works in this movie. 
Like, I believe it's there, um, but I'm not really sure that I understand that element of it. Well, I watched a little Criterion thing about it. Okay. And basically it was saying that, like, that one point in the beginning where the cat's eyes flash, uh-huh. you know how it's always flashing oh, right. green? That's, yes, like, that's like the atomic Blanche the cat. Yeah. Best name for a cat. <laughs> oh, the ever. cat in this movie is the best cat oh, of yeah. all time. It's so cute. It's so cute. That's so, so evil. evil. I know. That's so evil. But yeah, so basically like the cat is sort of a stand-in for the atomic bomb, and it's about the director wanted to make a movie about how... The atomic bomb killed all his friends, and oh, so like right. the like house there. is eating all the friends. It honestly is oh. a huge stretch, but like I can see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see it in the sense that it it is like a very it's very fun movie that then by the end is like wow they're really gonna all die in this yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> it really derails like at a at a strange point like that first girl that ends up dying is like headless. Oh my god! Right, yeah. yeah. Right, because the beginning of the movie is, like, it's very much kind of like what I imagined commercials were like in the 70s. Yeah. Where it's lots of, like, little vignettes of them, like, wandering in the meadows, and then their, like, little faces are, like, transposed onto the giant, like, weird trees. Yeah, um, I love the train scene. Yeah. They're, like, oh. on a green screen and then just, like, talking. <laughs> Looks like they could be, like, sipping a Coca-Cola. Right. Yeah, and they all have names that are, like, related to their single character trait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the lead girl, she's gorgeous, and her name is Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and her best friend is Fantasy. And because then, she's a dreamer. Yeah, right, oh, exactly. Yeah. That Music was code is for lesbian. <laughs> <to be laughs> <honest>. <laughs> Harmony or melody or something. Yeah, right. melody. Yeah. Melody yeah. gets eaten by a piano. Uh, eat fatty or whatever? There's, like, a fat Mac. girl. Mac. Mac. Oh, yeah. yeah she's <laughs> and she's not even fat, but all she's they do is talk about how she eats. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Poor Mac. Mac She's is like, the first like one the to go to. Dwarves. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. like the seven yeah, dwarves. Yeah, yeah. But then there's one that's just kung fu that's like good. And then She's professor. great at kung fu. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a couple threads here that I want to talk about too. Like there there was definitely some like lesbian overtones. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> at first when I started watching this movie for the first time, I was like, undertones? But it, it is overtones. <laughs> it's overtones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty like out there. Yeah, and there's a lot of like young, um, I feel like I'm describing this to like gross men everywhere are going to want to watch this. But like there's a lot of like inexplicable and not necessary, just like young girl nudity. Boob. Yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of surprise nudity. Like why? Right. It it's... really escalates to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. To be honest, like it's one of the weird textures of this movie that like is kind of fun to watch. That it is kind of disturbing every time there's yeah. a moment of nudity where you're like, how old was this actress? Yeah. I tried to look it up, but and I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Like if what we're watching is like. Child, child porn. porn? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Why is but this it's a theme? Not, it's not, it's not actually child porn. Um, but yeah, it is like an odd an odd element of it, yeah. for sure. But there's like a lot of odd elements to it. Like yeah. it's like constantly disturbing you with yeah. just like the randomness of whatever direction it's going to take. Like a lot of it is really funny because of that, where it's like right. all of a sudden you're going to have like a, a scene where the ant like does a dance with a skeleton and you're like wow that was incredible that was incredible yeah. right where it, it really doesn't care so much about being coherent so much as it cares about being like the most <laughs> the most at all times yeah, like, yeah. Like, well it's just completely absurd from like different scene choices and like shooting things and cutting it certain different ways and shooting the scene with the dad and the stepmom through that through the window yeah it's like one of the most inventive movies I've ever seen in my life but like inventive 
so that you can have like a head turn into a watermelon turn back into a head that bites a girl in the butt right <laughs> that was incredible if I were just a, a head that had detached from a body I too would bite my friend's butt like I would love to fuck with my friends like that <laughs> yeah like there's just a lot in it where it's like it's also amazing because it is like kind of straight from the mind of like a 13 year old and so like sometimes it's like <laughs> like the girl drowns in like a pile of mattresses that like right, fly right. at her head or something or even just the idea of like it all comes down to an evil cat it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like so it's so weird and like of the psyche in a way that I'm really I'm yeah. really into yeah what it's like a NyQuil dream it yes. is like a NyQuil dream like the way that I describe it to people who haven't seen it is that it's like a Disney Channel original movie that's going through puberty and doesn't understand Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> extremely true what are we supposed to take away from this movie do you think like I it ended and I was like okay I feel like my takeaway from this movie is like how fun it is to like have the mind of a girl <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Nice. Like, it's like such a. I delight in every moment of the movie where it's just like nonstop hijinks. I, I just felt more like, first of all, there was no like questionable uh, child sex. <laughs> like, Fair. there wasn't birth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which was a big problem I had with that movie. <laughs> Probably the main thing. I would say. No, it was totally fine. It was completely normal. Um, but yeah, I just, I love horror movies. I think we were talking about this too. There was this article in Vice this week or on Broadly about how, like, anxious people love horror movies. And that, I didn't really make that connection for myself, but I'm very anxious and I get a lot of catharsis from horror movies. Yeah, same. And it's like, it's science. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were saying, too, that uh, it's either horror movies or roller coasters. Or That's that my, like, like pet theory. That's, yeah. like, my personal theory. That, well, it's yeah. mentioned a little bit at the end of that article, too. I think she's like, do we... Are we into horror movies or roller coasters oh, yeah. as a way of like mainlining adrenaline? Or, well, it makes like, you feel it makes you feel scared, but you know you're safe. So it's right. like you're sort of exercising those feelings in a safe way. But everybody I know either like hates horror movies and loves like roller coasters or jumping off cliffs. Uh huh. Or, <laughs> for example, or loves like physical danger. Or sorry, hate loves like uh, horror movies and hates physical danger. Like there's no. I love both. Does this mean what? I have the most anxiety? Maybe. I, I'm really into <laughs> Maybe. it. <laughs> or you're the most fearless. That's Maybe. True. Yeah, let's. Yeah. We'll, we'll spin it that way. Yeah. <laughs> This week was the second presidential debate, and it was a shit show in every <laughs> sense of the word. I literally actually started crying in the middle of it, and later I realized I was PMSing. <laughs> I was like, why am That's I not why, though? I mean, That's no, like, it was why. definitely why I was crying that hard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was what, like, tears you over the edge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Crying, yeah. But I think that there are a lot of reasons oh, to have so cried bad. during that It debate. was, like, it was horrific. I spent the last two debates drinking, and I watched this one. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. It like, was the first one I was drinking it. during I the was, debate? Yeah, I should have been drinking yeah. if I were going to watch. I should have been drinking even harder. But <laughs> Oh, I was drinking. There was drinking involved. <laughs> I watched it alone, which I think is irresponsible. I watched oh it alone, God, too. Yeah. Irresponsible, yeah. you guys. Practice self-care. <laughs> I wanted to get Gabby's opinion on this because Gabby is the MTV News correspondent, but also she is an, an expert in fashion. She's been writing and, wow. and doing news hits about fashion for a really long time. So 
My and I love to wear clothes. And she loves yeah. to wear clothes. <laughs> Gabby, talk about what you're wearing right now, please. Uh, well, they're <laughs> pants. It's generous to call these pants. <laughs> uh, pants with large holes that pro- probably should just be shorts. And then a cropped <laughs> sweatshirt and my bras exposed. So, yeah. Um, I said I like to wear clothes, but it's like a <laughs> what loose are clothes? interpretation of clothes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Gabby, I one of my the only thing I really enjoyed about the debate uh, through my tears and whiskey was <laughs> watching uh, or reading later about on about Melania Trump's pussy bow Gucci shirt. Yes. So please explain why this is shade and what it meant that she was wearing this. Well, so on Friday, I think, was when the audio was leaked of Donald Trump on the Access Hollywood bus with Billy Bush talking about. Uh, how if you're a celebrity, women will let you do whatever you want, and you can uh, grab them by the pussy, I think, <laughs> is uh, the direct quote. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I don't know if Melania chose this herself or whoever was dressing her has, like, some sort of spite. Can't can't imagine why anyone would have any spite uh, for <laughs> Donald Trump. But no. they put her in a Gucci pussy bow shirt which if you don't know what a pussy bow is it's like it's almost like this like romantic neckline that has like a long tie that is usually tied up in a like floppy bow like a shoelace bow almost Mm -hmm. um and what's funny is i think like the night before the debate i was watching samantha b with my boyfriend and she was wearing a pussy bow and i was like Uh oh my god this is so amazing because (laughs) she's wearing a pussy bow and like no that's like the un unsaid uh, joke of that outfit and then Melania goes and wears this shirt which is like it was a pink right. Gucci shirt also pink pussy pink bow pussy. just like pussies um, <laughs> which I think is awesome um, I would love to imagine that Melania chose it herself I mean I love the idea of between this and the Michelle Obama speech Melania being like a sleeper agent <laughs> <laughs> She's like from the Soviet bloc. It right. could be. <laughs> it could be another one of Putin's plans to uh, yes. to yeah to tank America through Donald Trump. Um, Whoa, that would be amazing. It yeah. would be amazing. I think that every time something like this happens, and it's happened often enough that I kind of believe myself. Oh my god! Whoa. It's my cons- let me. Can I start this as yes. a conspiracy yeah. theory? Yeah, the conspiracy. You heard it on Lady Problems. <laughs> Melania is sent by Putin. <laughs> <laughs> years ago to infiltrate the United States and marry Donald Trump. Wow. So I like to think, I, I mean, part of me really likes the idea that there's a stylist like subtly just like fucking with her and Trump together through this choice. Or like whatever her team is. Because yeah, I, I think yeah. if you like tie it to the Michelle Obama lifted speech well, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, you're not checking for any of this. Why don't you just do <laughs> yeah. all this other stuff Yeah, for it's us? just too... Because the joke is so... Mm. I mean, it's literally <laughs> called that. People were looking it up online, and that's its title. Like, yeah. it's not even just the style of shirt. It's like right. Gucci pussy bow shirt. Yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing. So that, so we were talking about this yesterday, too, as, like, a lady solution, like, a sort of way totally. to be like, okay, my, my husband is a demon, <laughs> and, like, he's going to destroy the universe. And, like, what can I do? I really have no power to do much because he will, like, kill me if right. I do anything. So I have to, like, very subtly shade him via, you know, by, like, s- subtly fucking his campaign Right. Over. It has to be so... Uh, 
smartly undetectable, mm-hmm. right. but feel so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? What are some other examples of like fashion shade through fashion in history? Well, right. So we were like talking about this and trying to come up with other examples, and I feel like my first one, which also is like. You can't really detect it, and no one's ever going to confirm that they put so much thought into shading someone (laughs) through their outfit. But uh, there was a lot of conversation after this past Met Gala that Beyonce was making a Becky reference with her outfit, which was almost like a—it was a latex outfit with little uh, ivory pearls all over it, and there's a— a part in Lemonade where she talks about wearing her skin and her teeth as like my embellishments or whatever and people interpreted that outfit as being about just like wearing the skin of Becky. It's hard to decide what is shade and what is like an explicit statement. Yeah. Right? Because Mm -hmm. like the meat dress is Gaga making a statement about, like, oh, I'm not a piece of meat or whatever the fuck it was. I don't right. remember. Um, and then Amber Rose and Black China showing up at the VMAs in those, like, bodysuits that were all painted with the insults that are slung at them. Yeah. Like, that's that's not shade to those to, to the haters. <laughs> that's just outright, like, fuck you. Right. Yeah, right. It's There's like, a I'm very big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be more of this, like, nebulous thing that you're like, are you saying something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or the, am I reading too yes, much Or am into I crazy? This? Right, yeah. Well, it's like, what's the Paris is Burning, like, original quote about shade, where it's like... Shade is, I don't tell you you're ugly, but I don't have to tell you because you know you're ugly. And that's shade. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt yeah. with Rihanna's so face on it. Right. <laughs> um, I also found this other thing from the DNC where an Ohio congresswoman, Joyce Beatty, wore like the same outfit that Melania wore during Melania, the RNC. Because as, like a <laughs> Right, totally. As shade to Melania for ripping off the Michelle Obama speech. I love that. Which is, I love that. I ooh. like to think that all of poli- like every person in politics is like slowly figuring out how to like fuck over the Trump campaign via <laughs> via fashion. Right. Like can we just Well yeah, it's all those like remakes of Donald Trump's Make America Great Again hats. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. Just like keep ripping. Make America and, Grope Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that my, was the darkest of them all. My aunt sent me a picture of a hat yesterday that said grab her by the pussy, just on a hat. <laughs> Perfect. And I was like, I'm gonna wear I mean, this. That's what you're saying with a make so we have our first lady problems caller this week you guys this is so exciting oh my God. so exciting uh we'll play her her call right now her name is jill and she has quite the lady problem hi my name is jill And I've called to report my lady problem of the day. As a nurse practitioner in women's health, I'm constantly using the word vagina in my daily conversations with patients, colleagues, and yes, even my daughters. Well, I have Apple devices on which I'm typing this word frequently. Admittedly, I'm not as fast or as accurate of a typist as my children, but I do rely on spell check to autocorrect my mistakes when I misspell a word. 
And this is what brings me to my current lady problem. I have become painfully aware that when I mistype even one letter of the word vagina, my iPhone or my iPad will not find the vagina word, but instead instead says no replacements found. Who decides these things anyway? Please discuss, ladies. Have a great day. Tell it, Jill. Jill. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know who decides this stuff. Do you guys no, know? No, I, I have, have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. Tim Cook. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Too mm, soon. R.I.P. R.I.P. Such <laughs> fuck you if you put didn't put vagina yeah. in the dictionary. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, first of all, let's see if penis autocorrects. Okay. I gotta check right now. So penis is not autocorrecting, but it's uh not. Hold on. Vagina. Yeah, neither of them are in the dictionary. To be fair. So weird. But well, at least they're equal. At least they're equal opportunity. Yeah, equally afraid of sex. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what's like so offensive about penis and vagina? What if I had a serious penis and vagina problem? <laughs> like, <laughs> that could happen at any moment. Penis and vagina. Problem. <laughs> yeah. What might you need to text about? Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> having a penis and vagina emergency. Um, I. I mean, I think that like. So first of all. Before Haley left, we had run this one by her, and she reminded us of a great hairpin article about uh, like how to autocorrect, how to change something oh, yes. in your dictionary, in your autocorrect dictionary. So mm-hmm. you can do that. I feel like the the solution here, Jill, is to fuck iPhones and get like a different phone that has vagina in its dictionary. Yeah, we should. I wish someone had the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven here, even though it, oh, it wow. explodes, <laughs> burst into flames. Well, I mean, that's probably why it exploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vagina too hot to include <laughs> in the phone. It triggered the phone into exploding. Yeah. So uh, we had quite the the time today talking about all manner vaginas, of horror, yeah, fashion. All really related. Makeup. Makeup. Basically all our favorite things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, Gabby, thank you so much for being our third co-host today. Thanks for having me. It was was a a lot of fun. And, Teo, thank you, as always, for bringing us the most fucked up media from all over the world. That's my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream. Uh, and, And if you, like Jill, have a pressing lady problem, give us a call at 205-677-5239. That's 205-677-LADY. And it can literally, as you see from this example. It can be literally anything. And we will be back next week. 